Now it's time for everyone's favorite guilty pleasure, the Extended Play Podcast with Ian Tank. Welcome to the Extended Play Podcast with Ian Tank. We are lifelong friends uh, who have a music discussion show uh, without the hipster snobbery. Today's episode is class. And no, we're not taking you to school. We're not going to try to teach you anything here. I'm going to take you to school. <laughs> I mean, I am not qualified to teach anything, yeah. despite having a teaching mm. certificate yeah, somewhere exactly. in my background. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Now, what we're going to talk about is the distinction between sort of like high class and low class music, or you might say highbrow and lowbrow. And actually, we'll get into highbrow and lowbrow that what those terms mean in a little bit, because I did some research and it was not pleasant <laughs> what I came up with. Anyway, um, yeah, why do certain kinds of music seem to have uh, better reputations than others? Uh, why certain kinds of music have uh, get more critical attention? Uh, why are certain genres looked down upon generally? Um, it, it, our discussion will veer, veer a little bit into guilty pleasures as well. So those things that we, for whatever reason, we're embarrassed to say we like, and, and what is that about? It's, why would we feel guilty about liking anything. So we're going to get, get into all that. And, um, and then at the end of the episode, we're going to have the debut of a new segment called 10 before five. So let's get into it. Um, so this came up, uh, I started thinking about class recently, um, or highbrow versus lowbrow, because there's a particular band that is having a resurgence due to its association with a sports team. And that is, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this tank, but uh, the Texas Rangers just won the World Series. Okay. And their big song in the dugout, or maybe not in the dugout, but in the locker room for the, pl- I think for the playoffs, was Higher by Creed. <laughs> <laughs> and it is it is blown up and they're singing it. They're playing it in the stadium now. The entire crowd is singing along. And uh, Creed is now they they're on TikTok all of a sudden like they're like they're literally selling more albums or getting more streams because of this. Hmm. Um, and this is all after you know think about the modern baseball player being between the ages of nineteen and right twenty eight. Right, they were not even alive or were just infants when Creed was popular. Have you read about how this started? I'm assuming it's an ironic thing. I think that- it probably started as ironic, but. Um, or maybe my my guess is actually where and, and I get I have this experience the other day I was in Barnes and Noble and I bought um, a Death Cab for Cutie album and it was the twentieth twentieth anniversary that we talked about transatlanticism yeah, last week yeah. right okay and the cashier was like oh I think my parents are into this I'm like oh, oh Jesus oh, God damn it but I'm like yeah I'm I'm forty seven it was twenty years ago mm. like you're and this I mean maybe his parents were young or whatever but anyway it could very well have been these baseball players parents that listen to creed wow or an uncle or something well, like that yeah i mean right yeah i don't know how big creed was in like puerto rico <laughs> that's true that's true where, where every time i check apparently 79 percent of major league baseball no kidding comes from. no kidding um no huh. but i thought and creed is i mean i get the irony right it is kind of funny but creed is generally they're in that that group of like nickelback and bare naked ladies where they are generally just dogged on well yeah they were nickelback before nickelback yeah absolutely they were yeah 
Scott uh, Stapp didn't do himself any favors. No, seemed kind of. I mean, what was his deal? Just kind of like. I remember of, some classic quote, like where he said, "Like three eleven, I am prepared to fight." <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you ever heard that story? No. I'm not going to elaborate because I'm probably going to fuck up a bunch of details, but yeah. basically they're in a bar oh. or something, and I don't know, there's like some shit talking between bands, and okay. like apparently like he, he stands up and says something like, 311, I am prepared to fight. <laughs> That's great. I love that he addresses it by band name, too. <laughs> right, not the individuals. Yeah, which implies that Scott Stapp was ready to, you know, Take pound some ass, like the whole team, <laughs> the whole, whole band. That's great. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, they were... Yeah, they were pretty schmaltzy. Um, yeah, and like today, like if somebody said I'm a big Creed fan, like you kind of, like I think the eyes start to roll from people that are into music. Right. So we, I mean, and I, I know this is what you're leading to. We just assume Creed is low class. Yes. Right. Yes, I would say so. Yes. I would. I, you expect tribal or not tribal tattoos, but you expect like uh, chain link tattoos. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like it's a certain period of the early aughts or mm-hmm. late nineties and uh, frosted tips mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and you just i don't know you right away in the same way nickelback you kind of just dismiss it as like this is low class crap kind yeah. of arena rock right and not in a good way right yeah and it's weird because now with this resurging popularity it's kind of made me think about this all over again like what is that you know i think through the podcast we i think we've been pretty good about admitting when we're like being snobbish Mm-hmm. I mean, with, you know, tagline being without the yeah. hipster snobbery, but being into music means there are judgments going on at some level, right? And um, and I just want to get in what that what that all, what that's all about. And I guess what I'm particularly fascinated by too is how one how a given band can throughout the course of their career, artist can go from high to low. Yeah, sure. I don't know if you've ever seen low to high. That would be a, a pretty interesting. Yeah. But the, and I'm sure there are examples of it. There's gotta be, there's gotta be, um, that it's, you know, I think about some of the bands that I like and I feel like I've watched them go from high to low in the perception of the, the general music population. And all they did was just keep making music. Sure. So, but it just pointed out to me, I guess how maybe flawed and useless. Yeah, it is true because it's, you know, it's like, okay, well I like this band. Right. I still like them. Like, yeah. do I have shitty taste now? Because like, <laughs> right. the, the public turned on them. I didn't. Yeah. It, you know, does it have something to do with attention span? Is it sure? Is it ephemeral by nature to where it's like no one can be considered good for very long because people are gonna? Well, you know, right? There's that's part of it. Like you know, live long enough to be the villain or die the hero, whatever it is. <laughs> right. Right. So. I don't know. I guess that that's what gave me pause because, yeah, it's like, okay, it's easy to say, well, this is high class and this is low class. Right. With very few things like, you know, okay, I'm sure Beatles. Yeah, sure. But even then, if you, yeah, you know, if you went back to like 1962, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. All I see is grainy black and white footage of, you know, chicks passing out, whatever. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Were they considered boy band garbage? Probably probably although is is all music pop music at that point and the the the, the distinctions haven't yeah. happened yet now that's really you know i wish we would have done more research yeah. honestly <laughs> when did that start to happen when did music criticism that should be the name of this podcast i, I wish, wish i would have done more research <laughs> that'll be a title of my memoir or questions sure. without, questions without answers right. <laughs> or maybe it'll be an epitaph for me yeah. <laughs> no i mean it, it that's the thing is like even what we know is high class and low. Well, I, I guess you could say that some things are low class because it seems obvious to a music aficionado that the person making it doesn't even yeah. think it's worth anything. Yeah, sure. 
right? Like I, I think some of it is your interpretation of the artist's intent. Right. And some artists, like there's no way you could be serious. Yeah. Like <sighs> LMFAO, right? Okay. Okay. But okay. That's a good the, example. Where the artists themselves are not, they're taking the piss out of themselves. Right. So each album is kind of like an exercise in just having fun. And if it works, it doesn't. And we're going to say something stupid that we don't. Right. Uh, okay. Right. Or like Lonely Island. Right. Like, yeah. that And that's an exercise in comedy, I think. Right. Right. But, but they're not meant to stand the test of time. No, right. that's interesting. But then but, ironically, it does because, you know what I mean? It's that's like, true too. So is it low class because they're talking about crude topics? Well, that's a really, I think that's an important distinction. Yeah. Right. Because you would say, so, and that, okay. So that's a great, I think, segue into the notion of hip hop often being seen as low class. Yeah. And I think there is, you can't deny that there are racial elements and class and like actual yeah. class socioeconomic class um implications when you talk about lowbrow and highbrow yeah. and as promised i looked up lowbrow and highbrow I'm like where the hell did that come from it comes from phrenology oh which is gross yeah right? and for i didn't know that yeah i didn't either hmm. it, it, like literally till today so phrenology right is this uh this uh, pseudo science not even pseudo science no. just bullshit science Quackery. right that uh you could analyze the shape of someone's skull, and you know if if the if your brow was in one place, you were if you had a so high brow was like if you had a high eyebrow line in your skull, you were seen to be more intelligent. And it was basically an excuse to say that people from Africa or Asia were not intelligent. It right. was like reverse engineering science to match uh, existing prejudices. So gross that we still use that term. Really, it's not great. Yeah, it's like like it's like the term master is used too much. So like the slave yeah. master thing, we got to get rid of, but. Anyway, um, but I think it's apropos in that very often hip hop is seen as lowbrow, and I think it carries a racial element right away. Oh, for sure, because it's obviously as legitimate as an art form as any other art form. Right. But yeah, I think most people. I think. I think it. I think part of it is due to the is due to profanity, subject yeah. matter. Yeah, I, I do think the only the only asterisk I would put on it is as an art form, it is almost entirely relying on other art forms, right? Okay, sure. So, so it's, you could, I could see some purists having an argument. It's like, it's not even music. They're just taking other music yeah. and talking over it. Now, yeah, sure. does that become its own music? And, and yes, it does. Yeah, of course. But, you know, again, ironically, if you go back to the, I think the origins where it, it wasn't, Kind of like the LMFAO thing. It wasn't intended to be taken seriously. No, it's just right? to get a, keep a party going. Exactly, yeah. right? It was about, you know, move the crowd, yeah, sure. have a good time. No one really gave a shit what people saw of it as music, yeah. as an art form. Right. But then pretty quickly, as like we've mentioned some of those um, YouTube videos where you watch the you watch a, a producer program a beat, you can't watch one of those videos and go, this is not an art form, right? right? But of, of the, so I guess maybe what I'm getting at is I think there is, high class and low class within hip hop. Mm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Because I mean, let's be honest. We, we, we look at the first episode. We talked about hip hop. Yeah, it's like, sure. there's a lot of shitty hip hop out there for that, sure. That is low class. It is low effort. Absolutely. But I think because people tend to not do much, much research on things they're not comfortable with. Yeah. That's why they throw the baby out with the bathwater okay. and say all of hip hop is right. Yeah. Low class. And then you have the inverse too, which is that there are types of music, which are seen for, seemingly arbitrarily as high class, like right. classical and, mm -hmm. and often jazz are seen yep. as high class, yep. which is, which is weird But there's, I feel like there's, there's also an actual class element there, right? The people that can afford to go to the opera or can afford to yeah. go to, go to a concert hall that plays classical music. Yeah. Right. It's, it, it's discriminatory in that way. Well, I think that's a lot of this, right? Yeah. 
I think it's what people have access to. Right. For sure. It's, you know, why hockey was a predominantly white sport and still is, right? Yeah, it's, sure. You know, there's a little bit more diversity now. Right. Because it's like, yeah, because there's a there's a cost element that kind of rolls out kids in, in low-income areas. Yeah, sure. So, you know, and maybe that's what it all comes back to, right? Maybe it all comes back to, like, the exclusivity of it is what prejudges in people's mind by genre anyway, right? Like, okay. Okay, like you said, jazz, classical. Yeah. Well, although, I guess jazz is kind of different because jazz was a typically... A poor man's art form. It was, it, and it's gone sort of full circle <laughs> yeah. that way. It has transitioned. Yes, it was where every where people were burning jazz records in the street because this is like it's not tradi- It's not whatever was popular in the twenties and thirties. I think it was like crooners and stuff like that. Yeah, and now it's uh, now and then became hugely popular, and mm-hmm. be, and now it's not popular at all, but it's seen as high class for some reason. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's though even there, I was in the record store the other day. Like you go to the jazz section, the jazz section is all. 1955 and beyond mm-hmm. in a record store and jazz's real heyday is from the 30s to the 50s yeah and by the time it gets to coltrane and miles davis it's it's actually losing popularity at that point right it's it's the new orleans style louis armstrong dance hall type stuff really peppy like and but that's not hip mm-hmm. for whatever reason the hipsters the critics have decided that and I and and it's because of it's it's that free flowing. It doesn't, you know what I mean. There's these long solos that don't seem to line up with the background uh, mm-hmm. drum beats and stuff like that. It's it's more artistic. It's more challenging. So that makes it high class versus, you know, some of the old stuff. Yeah, and it's funny because sometimes I think too, like terms like avant garde. Yeah, they only exist to justify shitty music made by people they want to like. I think I agree. Right? Like I agree. Yeah, I. I so often I'm like, is this just garbage? Yeah. I mean, and, and again, you're going to miss things Yeah, at times, but it generally is, right? It's like, like any kind of art. Do you really have to explain it that much? Right. And, and, and you know your own limits, I would think, as a listener too, right? Mm-hmm. You can feel yourself as you're listening to something. Like, this is pushing up against the limits of what I think is worth actually listening to. Right. Right? Like, on a dated, like... So, for instance, like bands like like indie bands like Radiohead is always seen as like a snob, you know, a snob's mm-hmm. favorite, right? And yeah, it can be challenging at times. But there's also stuff you can listen to just driving in the car, and it's just straight ahead rock music. But mm-hmm. I think listeners saying something is like categorizing things as high class and low class is dismissive of the listener too, right? Because right, as if they don't have agency to yeah, right, right. Like there's times I'm going to listen to Kid A and think deep thoughts about it. There's also times where I'm just going to play a random song I like because it's good and yeah. catchy. But I guess, so, I mean, to bring that all the way back, even within one person's judgment, right? So removing the societal aspect of it, yeah. you take listener X and say, they think that this stuff is low class and this stuff is high class. Yeah. How does that fit into their everyday listening then? Interesting. Okay. It, I think, you know, it's kind of like the, you know, the guilty pleasure versus, you know, like so you kind of smile when you listen to it. Like, I know this sucks. <laughs> But I like it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Versus something that you just write off as inaccessible. Right. Like I wonder if people, so you think about if we're saying low class, like if the, the bands we mentioned earlier, Creed, Nickelback, Bare Naked Ladies, stuff like that. People that listen to that stuff regularly, unironically, mm-hmm. what do they think of things that are considered high class? Do they even, they're not even aware of it. They're not even aware of it no. or they don't, they choose these, not to These are the people it. that fucking still send in DVDs to Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> they are, they, okay. They are just off the radar okay. of 
modern okay. culture. So they're, yeah. they're in a bubble. They're in a bubble. They're in a time bubble. They are putting CDs in the dash of their car. Okay. In the same way that people that listen to classical are in a bubble. Yeah. Because I feel like they are, right? That's a different kind of bubble, though. That's it, It's totally different kind yeah. of bubble. And I think that's what just we're saying. Is it a high well, class versus low class yeah, bubble? Yeah, I think that the high class bubble is is one of choice, for better or worse. And I think sometimes the low class one is just access and exposure. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, I think that's the case. You know, I, I think there's, you know, some people that it's like they just, they're getting by and yeah. they're in their, you know, blue collar part of town and they're fucking rocking out to classic rock and, and, and that's it and it's because it's immediately gratifying yeah and it doesn't take a lot of work and yeah and this go this bleeds into the conversations we've had around art versus entertainment as well like so that so what what the artist has in mind are they just make, so acdc i think about yeah is a really good example and if i wanted to talk about them on a number of different occasions but it, we know who acdc is Right, yeah. like you know what you're getting the second you drop the needle on any ACDC record from the first one, even though they changed lead singers, to one. Let's let's say they came out with one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know what you're getting into. I think generally music critics would ignore someone like ACDC and say it's sort of low class, yeah, classic rock, bolt, cock rock bullshit. Yeah, and by the way, uh, I just read about this yesterday. Do you realize how small they are? How small ACDC? In stature. What do you mean? Angus Young is five two. Oh, geez. And Malcolm Young's 5'3", and Brian Johnston is like maybe 5'8", or 5'5", five, five, I forget. So they're all just little Australians. Bunch, bunch of midgets, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Okay, yeah. no, I didn't know. I mean, so, yeah. But you know what I mean? But I think people that you and I, even though we can be snobbish, would never say ACDC sucks and they're a low-class band. They serve a very specific purpose. Right. Right? And I think, too, that maybe... The whole idea of, of high class music or fancy music, <laughs> fancy. It, it's um, it's maybe a function of people that have the luxury in life to be able to pursue it. Sure, that's true. Like I, I think a lot of this lowest common denominator rock, like, like ACDC. Yeah, it's like if you if you're living a hard life where you're just busy and stuff, it's like you don't really have time to sit down and spin records and listen. You know what I mean? Yeah, get into it. It's like you're just trying to get from fucking work to dinner to sure. And maybe that's part of it too. It's like yeah. they don't have the mental bandwidth not, not from an intelligence standpoint no absolutely not but from an energy standpoint yes to sit down and be like oh i'm gonna delve into this like just give me fucking some rock and roll to absolutely to. yeah and it, and rock and roll and that it's positive yeah right and uplifting mm-hmm. and it's not some bummer singer songwriter shit yeah. either even yeah. though that could be super popular and right. seen as like low class which which i think i mean we don't need to revisit it but it ties into the country stuff yeah sure like country is so popular with that crowd yeah it's like i'm working hard yeah, um, speaks I, to the everyday. Yeah, I like alcohol. <laughs> sure. A little domestic abuse. <laughs> sure. It's sprinkled in there. Maybe a meth problem. Light racism. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or, or overt. Right. <laughs> no, yeah. that's true. So then maybe let's talk about guilty pleasures a, a little bit. So do you f- ever put on something and feel guilty and feel like, I know too much about music to be listening to that. <laughs> listening. There's too much other good music out there to be listening to what I'm listening to right now. <sighs> you know, it's a good question. I, I don't know that I... Because even the stuff that I know is goofy, uh-huh. I feel like it's I feel like it's good for reasons. For what it is, yeah. yeah, like Sir Mix a lot. Okay, yeah, right. Like, sure, it's not people wouldn't call that classy. <laughs> no, it's not classy. Um, but you know, I I don't know. I, I feel like even then it's like, well, he's a good MC. You know, these beats mm-hmm. are kind of unique. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I don't know if there's things that I outright am embarrassed to listen to yeah you know I thing, mean, things that i would roll my windows up if it was summertime oh yeah right? that's and a good someone one drove by like yeah i don't want you you know uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, i don't know okay 
like I think about at least they're mixed a lot. I think hip hop. I don't know if you're playing hip hop, you're playing hip hop. I think there'd be no judgment, real judgment, mm-hmm. unless you're playing Macklemore. Or, I don't find it. Even that. I, okay. Well. Okay. Well, there you go. I okay. like Macklemore. Okay. And okay, th- there you go. All right. I like his music. Okay. And I know that people would make fun of that. They would. So so yes, I guess there's your answer. Okay. Yeah. And you play it, and you wouldn't worry uh, about the depends. Wind. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Depends where I'm driving through. Okay. I, I, I get that, man. I get you know, it. it's like maybe you know this isn't the time or place for yeah. uh, you know, yeah. Um, but no, I think that that is a good example. Yeah. Okay. Of you know, it's actually a great example because it it affected him so much it became part of his music. Yeah, absolutely. Right, where he's basically talking and apologizing. Yeah. And for he, hey, yeah. sorry, I won that Grammy. Yeah, that uh, was weird. My bad. He got an, it got all up in his headspace and has really yeah. kind of tanked his career in a way, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And it, he didn't deserve it. No, certainly not. I mean, and I, he tried to do the right thing by like mentioning Kendrick, right? When he won that yeah. award and like it got seen as like, I don't know. Which that's a, that's a whole nother can of worms, I think. It's like, I think that's kind of an embarrassment for hip hop, honestly. It's like, okay, so the guy's white. Yeah. Right. He put up music that he believed in. Yeah. Meant something to him. Yeah. And you shit on him. And why? Yeah, is because is it was is it because he wasn't part of the community? But why wasn't he part of the community? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't right. know by choice, by upbringing, well, by or or by that's the thing is I feel like I, I don't know that that's entirely his fault. I, I feel okay. like you know Eminem did what he did. The talent was undeniable, and maybe because of his upbringing, maybe he was more in, in you know ingratiated with the community. Sure. Maybe Macklemore wasn't. I, I don't know enough maybe. about him. I'm not a Macklemore expert. Yeah. Okay. Maybe he grew up in an upper middle class. Yeah. Who knows? And didn't have the street cred from the start. But, but I think that's kind of, I don't know. It, it's shit. It is shitty for, it for, is. It's like the guy's making music yeah. and he's, you know, again, he's putting a fuck ton more effort in than a lot of, well, sure. Right. So trying to be original and exactly do your own thing. Exactly. Yeah. So that I, I feel that's a case of, he kind of gets mocked both inside and outside that community. And I'm not quite sure I understand. I mean, I know why. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's a white guy trying to rap. And there's, you know, the quota for white guys that will respect is one. <laughs> Apparently. Right. Like Eminem got in and everyone else is going to get shit on. Well, that's funny because Eminem got in, in the hip hop community and is listened to by black folks and not a lot of other white MCs are they're in the community. So I think of people like LP. Mm-hmm. I think of like Aesop Rock. I think of like uh, there's a there's a few of them out there, a mm-hmm. handful that you go to their shows and it's white people. Mm-hmm. Like Run the Jewels, even though even though it's yeah. like one white guy, one black guy, it's that, those concerts are white. Yeah, they're predominantly white. So it's like they, there are really firm lines drawn. Yeah, seemingly arbitrarily because yeah. LP seems like he he would have a ton of street cred and he does. But I guess even then, it's like the backpack rap. Okay, right because it's, it's not of the time. Well, and it's the kind of rap that appealed to white people to begin with. Sure. Okay. Yeah, it just did, right? I okay. Mean, I don't know. Neither good nor bad. It's yeah. just, that's how it shook out. And I guess Macklemore is the same way. Maybe he was a little too polished. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But that always kind of bothered me. It's like, I'm not saying he's, you know, he's not Eminem, but, you know, guy put out some music. It was original. His heart was in it. Yeah, sure. He did it his own, independent and everything. Yeah, sure. And then it's like, hey, shut on because he's white. I guarantee if he's black, that doesn't happen. I guarantee if he's black, he doesn't get the, all the, the hate from the community that he did. Yeah, I wonder if you could, because I can't think of a parallel of, right. of somebody that came out, right? That was right. maybe an outsider in some other way. Right. Like, okay, yeah. So 
Yeah, you're right. Because otherwise you're doing something different. Like Tyler, the creator, Odd Future, like the, the Earl Sweatshirt, those uh-huh. guys, they exist outside of yeah. hip hop proper in a way. They are hip hop, obviously, yeah. but they are, they get lumped in that backpack, mm-hmm. you know, weirdos. And the audience, again, is a, a lot of white dudes. Right. Huh. Like, I think, I think Hobson is probably the, to me, the best parallel. Okay. Um, quirky, different, okay. original. Okay. okay. It's good. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. But he's, I think, embraced by the community. He's like an underground darling where okay. Macklemore's kind of shit on. Yeah. Um, now, maybe it's because Macklemore got the commercial success because he was white, right? Right, right. Easier to promote and the kids in the suburb, you know. Maybe, knows, right? maybe. But I feel like artistically, they're not that far apart. Okay. But yet people would never admit that. Isn't that funny? Yeah. 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 I know it's unfortunate. Yeah. But then there's music that we like. Like, I, when I think guilty pleasures, I always think of hair metal. Oh, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> it is kind of embarrassing to like in yes. some ways. It isn't, and I should say, this is a testament to our group of friends. Mm-hmm. It's not embarrassing amongst us. Right. Everybody's, everyone's in. Everyone's full in, right. no matter where they come from, if they're into country, if they're into newer stuff. I mean, we're the two that are into the newest right. stuff and have probably the, the widest palette. Um, but yeah, I listen to it, and that is something where I'm like, yeah. I really like uh, Sometimes She Cries, but if I'm playing it, going through the car wash. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm turning it down because I'm embarrassed. Maybe a good rule of thumb, a good metric for, because it is so hard to tell because we're so insular these days and we either by ourselves or with friends, mm-hmm. is if you were hosting a party for a work event. Oh, interesting. Would you play it? Huh. Because you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. If everyone from the office is over, you're not going to like start just crank up fucking poison. Yeah, but you also you know? wouldn't play something. I, I you know, wouldn't you, play Radiohead either. Well, but I mean, you might, if you thought you had like a young trendy crowd, maybe, maybe if you're working in Silicon Valley or something, I don't know, <laughs> right, but like, yeah, it would be like, okay, now that I have a presumably a cross section of the populace and I have no idea what they want, I'm not going to put trickster out there. No, no, but you would lean, <laughs> would you lean low class or high class? I would lean high. Cause it's like, that's funny. Either way. I don't know what they like. At least make them think I'm smart. That's funny. I would, I would lean low. Huh? I mean, no, no, if I was actually DJing, I would always lean high. Yeah. But in this scenario, yeah, I would lean, I would lean low. Yeah. I'd, I'd like feel the need to play Ed Sheeran or some shit. <laughs> I would never play Ed Sheeran for the record. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe don't Tom know. Cochran. <laughs> right. <laughs> People, yeah. They're yeah. like, is this a cover song of the Rascal Flats song? <laughs> like, oh shit, don't even start with me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I should not feel embarrassed. We've talked about how much we love something to believe in and and, and tons of other stuff. And we just did Cinderella in, in a mm-hmm. playlist challenge. But there is something about it. And, you know, if we really dug into it, we could do a whole episode on this genre. Mm-hmm. We probably could, right? I'm sure if you looked, if you compared um, artistic, um, like chops, like guitar chops mm-hmm. or drum chops, these guys stand up. Mm-hmm. right to other genres there's yeah. no reason to look down on them like that but it's the it's the look is a big part of it mm-hmm. i think is just the, the 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 makeup and the big hair and all that stuff it seems of an era and when something seems of a particular era it's easy to write it off as that's being true. trendy and that's true and I, I think that it's i don't know how much the parallel is apropos but i feel like it is is it always drove me nuts that comedy in in movies mm. it's just dismissed okay like, why is it that best picture yeah. Is never a, it's it, never a comedy. Comedies are never considered. No. Actors are never considered in a comedic role. It's like, why? Right. Why does it have to be serious? Right. And I think that that same kind of prejudice bleeds over into music. Like, it can't be fun. It can't be fun. If That's it's fun, crazy. you're out. Yes. Yeah. But I think it's there. I remember 
to this day, I'm still pissed about. So when Men in Black came out, yeah, like the original Men okay. in Black, like the guy that played the fly living in the human body, okay, best fucking acting I saw all year. <laughs> okay, I, you leg- I would legit forget that was a guy. Okay, I'm like, you know, yeah, that's a he's a. You remember his face was all contorted. I've never and stuff. seen Men in Black. What? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? I haven't seen Men in Black or Men in Black Two or how many? I mean, I can forgive the sequels, but <laughs> right. anyway. Yeah. All right. So to get you up to speed. Yeah. Thanks. There's a guy, and he's he's not even a big part of the movie. Okay. I, I don't even know if his name's in the credits. Okay. I mean, I'm sure it's at the end, but yeah. he's not advertised as being in the movie. And um, he the role he's playing is some alien who's like using a human meat suit, right? Okay. So he's all awkward and distorted. Sure. Like, like if you took a, a foreign being and pulled like a human skin covering over yeah, it. Yeah, sure. And uh, he talks all weird and stuff, but it's like, that was an incredible acting job. Like I 100% <laughs> bought in. That's what it was. Okay. But- it would never get considered. No, it wouldn't. It to be. It's got to be. Let me guess. It's some fucking period piece. Yeah, someone wearing sure. a powdered wig. Yeah, they're white too. Right. Also. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's like, it's like you know, and they're and they're crying, and it's a you know, fuck. It's just yeah. It's so dumb. And and I think that music is infected by the same thing. It if is. it's if it's if it was like let's say that again like an LMFAO or someone of that ilk put out like the world's best dance song. Yeah, sure. Like it is just everyone loves the song. Yeah, everyone dances yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It'll never be song of the year. No, it'll win the pop category it might or not. whatever. It, it might, might not. not. They no. might fucking give it to fucking Squeeze or something again. Like it's the Grammys. It's their own problem. <laughs> right. No, but it's like I think maybe you know that's maybe the one constant thread is if it's fun, it can't be good. Oh, that's really interesting. I think there's probably, a, you know, we've talked a little bit about poptimism. And I think that's changed a little, mm-hmm. right? With Taylor Swift, like Olivia Rodrigo, I think people, it's fun. And they people say it's, we acknowledge it. It's quality music crafted mm-hmm. well by super talented people. And it gets, get, gets a pass. I think those are still the exceptions. So Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo get a pass. Ed Sheeran does not get a pass as being like authentic and right. critically accepted. They, they write him off immediately as yeah. like a pop guy which is kind of yeah i mean i'm not saying i like him a lot but i also don't know that i understand the hate yeah why chop it up like that right exactly it doesn't make a whole lot of sense it doesn't um, same thing with me with dane cook as a comedian yeah boy he, well i think there's some other stuff outside of his comedy that he got in trouble with i yeah, think could be but back in the day i think it was just it was People jealousy hated it was jealousy with how popular it was. he was yeah it was you know comics that tore it up and down the road yeah and then he comes out and is you know, playing arenas right after like being a YouTube star or something. Right. Maybe this is pre YouTube. Yeah, but remember. it's like, Oh, he doesn't tell jokes. I'm like, Oh yeah, he does. I mean, it's just it's stories. Yeah, exactly. It's what Mike Birbiglia does. Right. It's that's the thing is like, I never, I think it was just, he's a young, good looking guy that got successful a lot faster than you did. And you're pissed yeah, about it. I can see that. And I think music probably has some of the same things too, right? Like it does, um, you know, struggling musicians that are ugly. And then someone who's good looking comes along, you know, right. captures multimedia and right. Yeah. That's, Kind of, yeah, it's disappointing mm-hmm. on a number of different levels. Yeah. I do, th- you know, like, I'm glad that a band like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, mm-hmm. like, they are, they toe that line mm-hmm. where they are, like, blog and and critical darling. People love them. And they're also kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They put out 10 albums a year. Some of them, they're of, of drastic, and they're, I think there's some jokiness in there as well. I'm glad that, like... You can do both. Like yeah. we can be kind of ridiculous and we can be, but like ICP. Yeah. Low class, right? That, <laughs> in, I mean, in every way. In every way. Yeah. You think about the, the, um, the gathering of the juggalos mm-hmm. and the whole mm-hmm. thing was Saturday night, a great Saturday oh my night. Live skit you got to put that in the extended scroll. <laughs> like, oh, it's so good. 
What is that? Like little is, blaster. Yeah. Who is it that dies here? Is it Ass Dan? <laughs> I'm going to live for it. <laughs> ass Dan. <laughs> like it's the years he lived. Uh, so good. But right, like they got nothing. There's nothing I see. And they wear makeup. They dress like clowns, mm-hmm. right? Like literal clowns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So they're, but uh, yeah, but yeah. they have no chance. They no. will never. I mean, maybe, maybe it's because of that. <laughs> this, the, um, shit the one particular song oh the magnets how do they work <laughs> yeah right. yeah not, right. not exactly he didn't do this yeah yeah <laughs> oh okay so this is a short thing i want to i'm curious tank what you think about this um i mentioned this book a number of times how music works by david byrne from the talking heads he gets into a little bit about funding when it comes to music and high class versus low class here in that think about this that opera houses, concert halls, places like this, mm-hmm. uh, muse- and museums, when you're talking about all art, get funded either privately, funded privately, but also funded publicly. So there is there are decisions made at the highest levels of government mm. that these things are worth, they contribute to the cultural richness of our country. Mm-hmm. And they're not little clubs in Hispanic communities, for mm. instance. They're not the little, they're not places like the, the Roxy or, or whatever. Yeah, CBGBs. CBGBs, yeah. Yeah. And he gets into like, that this is classist and and racist and and just bullshit. It's just kind of. That's true. I never thought we, about that. We like, don't we, need more of that. Right. Like, why doesn't St. Andrews get public funding? Yeah. Right. They absolutely should. Right. Because it, it's it's cultural, it's cultural landmark. Absolutely. Yeah. Good point. And, and then these places end up disappearing, right? We yeah. don't We don't need like more classical Music, it's a, essentially, in a way, a dead genre. There's, you know, modern classical and stuff like that. But those people aren't playing opera houses. They're playing little clubs, right? Right. So, yeah, I think it's, we would be served, you know, I think music would be much better off if, gov- if, if funding got behind these. But they don't. It's seen right. as like a, he called it like, um, gosh, I don't know. I don't remember what he called it anyway. But it's like, there are even uh, politicians mm-hmm. who will, like, I think the Koch brothers um, they're not politicians, but right, they're lobbyists or whatever they are, right? Who will donate millions, if not billions, of dollars to like the 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 Met or whatever, as a way to like build their reputation as we care about the arts, right? And it's about that particular kind of art, right? It's arts for the kind of people they like. Yeah, it, yeah. it's creepy. That's yeah, true. I don't like it one bit. No, I never thought about that, yeah. but it's true. But like, there's at the government level, which is important, right? I mean, we, sure. we need things, you know. Absolutely. The government needs to encourage art, but it needs to make sure it's inclusive. Yes. Right? Not just elitist. Right. Yeah. The same amount of money should go to the Holocaust Memorial and and, right, right. and, and the African-American, the, the yeah. Charles Wright Museum right. that does any other museum. Right. Because it's true. Whenever it is a, whenever certain communities need to do something with music, they have to do like a grassroots fundraising. It needs to be a bake sale. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Or a GoFundMe. It's not the government saying, oh, we, you know, here's this impoverished area, but music right. is important for them to express themselves. Let's right. get some instruments. Right. With the exception <clears throat> being in the, in the thirties during the great depression with that, oh, with the WPA, WPA, the works progress administration, where they decided like, we need everybody to create art where this country is like financially and emotionally depressed. Yeah. And we are going to have a ton of grants. I think this was in the new deal. Right a ton of grants for everybody to create. So you get tons of photography and tons of all music and all sorts of arts. I, I think we, we could use that 
today. Yeah. Give people a chance. Though I guess we've talked about before that the barrier to entry to making music is so low. Yeah. Uh, what they need help with is promoting. Yeah. Getting it on the radio. Getting getting Yeah. Anyway. I mean, and this is getting way off the reservation, but I I believe that it's inevitable that the US, if not maybe every industrialized country, is heading to the universal basic income. Okay. It's inevitable. Okay. Right. Jobs are being outsourced first overseas and then away from humans altogether. Sure. And there's way too many people and not enough jobs. Okay. And all the money flows to a handful of people sure. that make billions or pretty soon trillions. Right. Right. Um, I think the only solution to avoid anarchy and mass chaos is that the trillionaires are like, all right, everyone gets 50 grand. <laughs> okay. Right. Because it, they're still fine and they're still the elite of the elite. Yeah. But we can play Xbox and eat Cheetos and <laughs> it'll, it'll keep us sedate. Right. But I think we're going to have a second renaissance of art. Oh, interesting. Because think about all the artists. Oh, absolutely. Who couldn't do art because they had to fucking feed themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And if you take everyone and say, listen, you can live. Right. You'll get your basic necessities taken care of. Right. So if you want to do pottery, you want to do, yeah, you know, watercolors, go ahead. Uh, I can I can just see the 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 cynical people saying, "Oh, then everyone just gets com- comfortable and nobody does anything, and they're just right." I, I disagree, right. though. No, exactly, because there will still be someone who wants to have a Lexus, yes, and they will go whore themselves out and whatever it takes to get the commercial things they want, right, right. But the people who just want to be left the fuck alone and make art will have that choice. Yeah. Right now, they don't have that choice. They don't. They don't. They're busy paying off student loans if they can even get into college, right? Because right. it's so expensive, right. No, it's that's so, terrible. I do think we will have an artistic revolution when that comes. The, the, our the economy isn't sustainable, right? The gap between yeah. the haves and the have-nots, right, is not getting smaller, right? And eventually, it'll have to be fine. We'll just give all you people money so you shut the fuck up, <laughs> and they they'll know that we're going to turn right back around, go to Amazon and buy shit that goes right back in their pocket. <laughs> sure, but at least we get to live in the meantime. That's right, and the rest of and everyone benefits from art. Yes, right. Like, yeah. and we need we need more art created by people who can't create it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I certainly don't need uh, I, I don't need more art by someone who's already a billionaire. No, right? I don't need another Rolling Stones album. No, I mean that's a, that great to bring it back full circle, right? Like that's a great example. Like just stop. Yeah, just stop. No one cares about like you can't possibly care about the art. No, there's no way. No, <laughs> there's no way. And I'm glad the critics are like, "Fuck this! This is terrible." Yeah, because uh, yeah, it just seems no. in, inauthentic and gross, and you know, masquerading as some like. I don't know. I don't no, know. It, it really, to me, it reeks of like, remember that movie, The Wrestler? Yeah, like sure. Rourke, where yeah. it's like, and, and WWE, you know, guys that have retired, they talk about how you get so addicted to that pop. Yeah, sure. There's no feeling like walking out of a ramp and 10,000 people yeah, cheering. Totally. I think musicians kind of the same thing. They I don't, think that's probably, they true. just don't know how to let it go. That's probably true. Right. I mean, I would be, if I had that kind of money, you would never see or hear from me again. No, not a chance. <laughs> yeah. I know when, like, we know when we're getting ready for an episode when we run out of good ideas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thankfully, it's net list listeners. It's yeah. never happened yet. Never, never will. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. They have to know, like, we don't have any more good ideas. We're really right. pulling shit We're together. We're bringing nothing to the table. <laughs> right. And yet they go ahead <laughs> just to get the adoration and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess this is all to say that um, obviously there are no, there shouldn't be anything as guilty pleasures. Right? right. You shouldn't feel guilty about what you like. I think uh, guilty pleasures gets into sometimes like you've established a bar for yourself. Like I like this kind of stuff. Right. And then you go against that. Like you've, and right. then that becomes a guilty pleasure. It, but it, that doesn't make it low class. It's when you like something that you feel you don't want associated with your identity. Okay. There right? you go. So like, okay, you know, I consider myself a smart, well-read, blah, blah, blah person. So therefore 
I want you to think I like this kind of music. Right. But if I do like Nickelback, yeah. the music of dumb people, <laughs> I don't want you to know that. Yeah. Ergo, you will think I'm dumb. Right. right. So maybe, maybe that's what it comes down to is everyone sets their high end low class of like, you know, this is the stuff I want people to associate with me. And this is stuff I don't want them to, Very even though I like it. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I, I think the uh, the test of rolling up and down your windows is a really good, mm-hmm. right? That that can <laughs> tell you what you think about what you're listening to. Okay. Tell you what, I'm going to rock some Macklemore on the way home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now it's time for a brand new segment that we were alluding to. And uh, we are going to call this segment 10 Before 5. 10 Before 5. Yeah. My co-host has no idea no. Uh, about I, any of this. I and mean, I usually have 10 drinks before 5. Sure. Right. <laughs> right. Um, no, it's a, it's a new topic we're going to have, or new segment we're going to do. And this is the first one. And uh, I am surprising my co-host with it. So Yeah. This is how we work. Uh, Tank dictates the way things mm-hmm. are going to go. And then I just roll over mm-hmm. and say, you know, do whatever you want to mm-hmm. me. Right. And then... And then <laughs> That also somewhat pertains to the podcast. Somewhat. Yeah. (laughs) Mostly not. Mostly (laughs) it's just our personal lives. Right. Right. All right. So 10 before five, here's how it's going to go. I have a list. Okay. I love lists. Right? Yeah. And this list has 21 uh, entries on it. Okay. You are going to guess and you win if you guess 10 right before you guess five wrong. 10 right before I get five. Okay. Sure. All right. Okay. And then uh, if you win, uh, you know, you fucking win. And awesome. I like you, winning. you can celebrate. You get you get the belt until the next one. Awesome. All right. So today's topic yes. on 10 before five. Yes. I have a list okay. of the Polestar total concert gross revenue okay. since they've been tracking it about 40 years ago. Wow. So go back to you know, mid 80s, let's say. Mid 80s. From mid 80s until now. 21 artists and that have grossed the most in ticket sales. There's also tickets sold here, but it's organized by gross and that's easier to go. Okay. So they're loosely correlated as you would imagine. There's there's some outliers. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, All right. So the top 20, actually, give me the pen there. Man, he's getting serious here. Mm -hmm. Surprised there's not a spreadsheet. I know. I'm disappointed that there's not. (laughs) All right. So the 21, uh, you can start your guessing. And we will see if you can get 10 right before getting five wrong. 10 right before five wrong. Mm-hmm. See, I had to surprise you. Otherwise, you could, you would know what I to would look do research. Up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Um, Grateful Dead. God damn it. Not a good start. No, not a good start. Um, Rolling Stones. Number one. Wow. Okay. Uh, Elton John. Number three. Excellent. It is now two to one in his favor. Uh, Billy Joel. Nice. Number 11. Okay. Um, Pink Floyd. Damn it. <laughs> Dramatic pause. Just killing me. <laughs> I, I actually had to double check the list. It is, it is now three to two. It's getting, it's getting a little, oh, oh, much. <laughs> a little premature there. It's getting a little hectic. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Motherfucker. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised. I mean, Michael Jackson. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> Great segment. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> I think it is. Um, Top grossing concerts. Yeah, I think you think about 
who people go to see. And it, it's maybe more current and relevant than you think. Oh, Taylor Swift. Okay. Number 17. You're back at four to four. You got to go on a hell of a run here Jesus and reel Christ. off six straight. Oh, it ain't happening. Nah, I might. Mm. Uh, okay. Let me, let me, I'll give you a hint to try okay. to, who, if you were going to go see artists, who would be playing stadiums? Think of it that way. That's the easiest way to. Oh, uh, Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> They are, they are number nine. Thanks, James. I think this is going to do me in. Guns and Roses. God damn it. I know people are screaming at their I know, right? People's right now. Like, people what are, like, is wrong going, with you? What the fuck? Do All you right. want to know how many stadium shows I've seen in my That's lifetime? True. Maybe That's true. three. All right. So <laughs> I'm going to, I mean, so maybe you've officially lost, but oh, I, 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 think, I don't think there's any maybe about it. <laughs> I think I definitively lost. <laughs> well, okay, hold on. It's it's five to five. Let's see if you can run off five in a row, and then we'll have like, and then it'll be all the marbles, double or nothing. What leads you to believe, considering I be- my past performance, that I, I could rattle off five in a row? It's it's been a rocky start. Okay, but <laughs> but you're warming up. I believe in you. People who could play stadiums and have been playing stadiums over the last forty years, and remember, some degree of consistency and longevity is a big part of yeah, grossing sure. all this money. Sure. So I said the Stones, I said Elton John, I said Billy Joel. Did you say Elton John? I sh- I thought I did. Okay. Yeah. I think you did. I'm trying to think of those people that are like, oh, I'm, you know, <laughs> you, I'm thinking of Facebook. This is so weird. I'm picturing Facebook and the general mass of friends saying, we're going to the show tonight. Mm-hmm. Right? And that would be a large venue. Garth Brooks. <laughs> Well, that takes care of rattling off five in a row. Yeah, I can do five wrong in a row if you like. You got two, but I can try. Not I, I, now. Just I just I bet I can try and get five wrong in a row. <laughs> now I'm wondering if you can get. I just want to see how this is going to keep going. <laughs> I can get one more right. Oh boy, it's unprecedented disaster. <laughs> but you know, I can't talk shit because you might give me one, and then you know that's true. Uh, okay. Like, so I'm just go through the thought process. I'm thinking classic rock. I'm thinking of stuff from our parents' generation. I would say this list is 50 50. Paul McCartney. Okay. All right. God damn it. There you go. Um, he was number 10. Okay. Now I'm thinking of like Live Aid, like Queen. No, not Queen. No. I take it back. All right. <laughs> Booty. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh,. You two. Yes. Number two. Okay. That's, so I got one and two. You have one, two, and three. Okay. Stones, you two, and Elton John. Okay. All right. And it is now seven to six. You're positive <laughs> again. So update. The segment is now called 10 before 10. <laughs> Just please get fucking 10 right. That's what the segment is Just, called. We want to go home for fuck's sake. Get 10. It's getting hot in the studio. <laughs> yep. Oh, Jesus. Seven oh. to six. Okay. All right. Um, oh, you know what? Hold on. I'm going to retroactively give you one. Really? Yeah. So we're going to minus <laughs> plus Roger Waters is number 18. Oh, yeah. But it's bullshit. Pink oh, well, flag. That counts. Okay. I know. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So retroactive. Well, you're back down to five and you're up to eight. It is now eight to five. Okay. That's all right. So somewhat respectable. Yeah. Eagles. Did I already say the Eagles? I don't think so. I'm saying the Eagles. Yes. Number eight. 
It is now nine to five. Okay. What a way to make a living. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I'm missing so. I, I mean, maybe it's not that obvious because I've got one, two, and three, but four has got to be super obvious. It is. Probably four through ten are super obvious. Uh, four through seven are super obvious. Four through seven. Are I shouldn't. I mean, not to be a dick, but I mean, it's obvious because I'm looking at it. But, yeah. Um, but you have eight, nine, and ten. Okay. So you've gotten one through three and eight through ten. It's four through seven. You. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Madonna. Number five. All right. It's now 10 to five. So, so I didn't get there, but I got the 10. I mean, you did I, get the 10. I got the 10. You got the 10. Not well, before you know five. What? We'll call it a draw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> your, your 10 before five record is now zero, zero, and one. Very kind. Right. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take the point. Right. Hey, right. you'll take the point. That's right. right. You know, that's, that's right. how we'll do it. That's you, right. You like, get one point. It's like the Premier League, man. Yep. Right. Like you tie all your matches. You're going to finish right. mid table. All right. So you now have one point in 10 before five action. <laughs> Uh, you didn't get the three, but at least you salvaged a point. Oh God, that right. was so embarrassing. So to the to our listeners who are no doubt <laughs> screaming in oh exasperation, please scream at me in public too. I deserve. Yes, it. yeah. Um, the so E got number one with the Rolling Stones. Number two was U two. Number three Elton John. Number four Bruce Springsteen Jesus and the Christ. E Street Band. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Number five Madonna. Number six Celine Dion. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed that. Really? Nope. Oh, all right. Uh, number seven Bon Jovi really yeah i mean they've been doing it for a long time yeah they, you know but i will admit that's a, a touch of a surprise because yeah. it's like you feel like there'd be a sharp drop off after the 90s yeah uh number eight eagles number nine metallica number 10 paul mccartney number 11 billy joel i said that number 12 kenny chesney i don't blame oh, you no, i don't no blame way. you for that number 13 dave matthews band oh i should have got that i no, guess if i guess the dead i should have guessed dave matthews number 14 Coldplay. oh yeah okay yeah okay and number 15 is arguably the most egregious Beyonce. I almost said Beyonce right after was, Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah she was just yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, number 16, Ed Sheeran. Mm, that's good. I mean, not surprising. Kind of impressive considering yeah, but, uh, right, the newness of it yeah. all. Uh, number 17, Taylor Swift. 18, Roger Waters. 19, Rod Stewart. Wow. Yeah. 20, Andre Ryu. Come on. Yeah, some fucking French orchestra guy. Yeah. And then 21, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. So. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, you did pretty good. I, I think that you eventually circle back to get the ones I thought you were going to get. <laughs> The look on Tank's face when I was reciting these things. Like, are you serious? Um, I mean, just some fun facts if uh, you're curious the magnitude of this. So the Rolling Stones and U2 are the only two that are over $2 billion of gross ticket sales. Jesus. Uh, $2.1 billion each, more or less. Um, and then everything from Beyonce up is over a billion wow. of ticket sales. The reason I saw this is... Yeah, yeah! <laughs> In my feed was uh, an article from one of these metal magazines that says, you know, Metallica has grossed more than Beyonce and Taylor Swift combined. Wow. Because they're both touring right now. Oh, I'm like, sure. I'm yeah. like, that doesn't sound right. But yeah. So okay. Beyonce and Taylor Swift, both with about 950 million and Metallica at 1.2 billion. Wow. Uh, total tickets sold. The highest on this list is U2. So okay. the other interesting commentary on this is you could tell who makes their tickets somewhat affordable. Yeah, absolutely. So U2 is 26.1 million tickets sold Wow. to get their number. Celine Dion is number six with only 10.9 million tickets sold. So, so simple math, she's charging twice what U2 is for tickets, wow. right? And U2, t- and U2 tickets are expensive. Yeah. So Celine, I think she's doing like a Vegas, Vegas residency. residency. Yeah. Right? Um, Beyonce, under 10 million tickets, but over a billion dollars. Okay. There you go. Um, Rolling Stones, 22 million tickets. And not surprisingly, Dave Matthews Band, 23.2 million tickets. So if you do it by tickets sold, Dave Matthews is actually number two. Wow. 
Number Incredible. one. Yeah. Number one is still U2 and number three would still be Rolling Stones. But okay. um, yeah, pretty interesting list. And we'll post this on our socials. Yeah, sure. Um, after, okay. after air. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Now that I've embarrassed myself sufficiently, mm-hmm. it's uh, my turn to turn the tables. My turn to turn the, it's time to turn the tables. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've got a list for Tank and let's see how he does. You don't know how badly I want to smoke this and just do like 10 straight. <laughs> oh, be brutal. It's just, it, I think it's possible. And just have an awkward earlier than expected ending to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, uh, the entire podcast, like and that'll be our final episode. <laughs> like, right. Thanks. We're out. Right. <laughs> I'm too embarrassed to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, um, so the list I'm going to ask you to get 10 right before getting five wrong is the top 250 guitarists of all time, according to Rolling Stone. It was very recently published. Okay. So, but I don't have to just guess people in the 250. No, top 10. Oh. You have to get the top 10. Oh. <sighs> How about. Uh, or the top 50. Let's say top, top 20. 20. Because okay. I, I believe, I believe, uh, I think mine was 20 for you, right? You're picking from the oh, top 20. That's fair. Okay. Let's do top 20 then. Okay. Cool. Fair enough. All right. I should right. have a list. I'm going to have to do some scrolling here. This is not going to be very effective. All okay. Right. Yeah. Ready to do this? So this this list just came out at the time of recording, maybe two, three weeks ago. Um, as with any list from Rolling Stone, it's been met with a, a lot of consternation. Yes. So uh, let's I mean, do it. I trust I've, you. I think you can do well. No, I've seen the headline. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't look at it. This makes for better radio. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, where? Show me where the dings and bu- buzzes are. Oh, it's. Uh, I'll do those. Okay. And perfect. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. We are moving the control panel. That's right. Across the table for the first time in extended That's play. That's right. I'm podcast fuck history. it up and hit unrecord. Yeah. How unrecord. does it feel? Feels right. great, actually. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay. Here we go. Uh, okay. So I will, full disclosure, the one thing I do know okay. about this list okay. is that they had Hammett and Hetfield together. Yeah, and they, they did that a few times. Okay. And I don't know if they were in the top 20 or not. I feel like maybe they were, but we'll push them off to the side. Okay. Because, right. you know, sure. I, I remember seeing that and, okay. All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, well, Jimi Hendrix. Okay. There so, go. we got that. Yep. Um, Prince. Okay. Good job. Number it's, 14. Jimi Hendrix, one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Prince, um, 14. Okay. Um, who would be genuine, generally considered Eric Clapton? <laughs> Which is good because I don't like Clapton. Yeah, I know. I wonder. I do wonder you know if what? His, his modern sort yeah. of, yeah, yeah, I have a feeling I, it's an influence. I bet he would have been, but it turns out he's like a racist, fascist piece of shit, yep. anti-Semite, whatever. Yep. Yep. Okay. Totally. Uh, all right. Two and one, two and one. Um, <laughs> Not as easy as it seemed. No. Huh? Yeah. No. See? No. Um, Stevie Ray Vaughan Oof. just made it at 20. Oof. All right. All right. <laughs> well done. Thank you. All right. Back ahead of the curve. Yep. Um, it's tough. Cause it's like, there's what I feel right. But I have to think, uh-huh. I have to turn myself into rolling stone, yeah. which is a painful process. It's a painful process. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not real comfortable with this, right. but, but I'm going to say the edge. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I should have right. gone with my gut on that. That's all right. Yeah. Um, For sure, he's in the top 250. Right, exactly. All right. Uh, how about uh, Jimmy Page? All right. There you go. Number three. All right. Four and two. Four and two. 
they do love their older guys. <laughs> um, well, Rock is dead, Tank. Yeah, well, you know. Um, Angus Young? <laughs> Damn it. Four and three, aren't I? You're four and three. That's not good. Well, I mean, I'm sure, I don't recall, but I'm sure it's better than I was doing. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like, like I want to Google stuff. Yeah, I know. To jog my memory, but that's that's kind of cheating. Uh, not kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and I like Googled the list, right? Um, all right. Um, just because I, this would be a very Rolling Stone kind of pick, I'm going to say Frank Zappa. Fuck. I agree that that's a very Rolling Stone kind right? of pick. Yes. Right. Exactly. Um, all right. I got to go further back. That's four incorrect, by the way. I think it's, I think I'm at four and four. It's going to take a hell of a run now. I will. All right. Uh, okay. I will say not impossible, but close. <laughs> Do your best, but. Um, All right. It's going to be rough. Yeah. Uh, okay. With a couple gimmies, I think, that you're thinking too hard about. All right. Um, well, no, because like all the really, really big, obvious bands, I don't feel like were celebrated for their guitar acumen. Okay. Right. I mean, like, you know, like I want to say Beatles stuff. Right. But it's like, okay, do you say Lennon or Harrison? Yeah. But like, it's not like, oh, they're shredders, you yeah. know? <laughs> How about Dick Dale? Fuck. I like that one. Oh, it's bullshit. All right. Let's just fuck slash. Epic fail. Nope. <laughs> There's one you're going to kick yourself. Uh, maybe two or three, actually. Definitely one. Steve Vai? <laughs> Joe Satriani? <laughs> <laughs> it's leaning heavily in the 90s right now. Yeah. Uh, Eric Johnson? <laughs> I'm not even counting anymore. That's fine. I know you are. Yeah. <clears throat> You're not, I think the road you're going is the right go- road. Well. <laughs> of people that, I mean, those are people that maybe you don't even remember their songs, but you remember their guitar playing. Right. Right. Um, I mean, Keith Richards. She, that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> 15. That's so fucking dumb. I know. Five places above Stevie Ray Vaughan. I mean, give me a break. I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the list is overall a joke, but. Right. But we're doing the top 20. I know. Um, you know. So. I know. It's just, that's. Yeah. I should have guessed it earlier, but I was like, that doesn't even make sense. Right. I mean, I will say there are one, two, three, four that you will not, there's not a chance in hell you will get. Okay. So you're really dealing with 16. I could have gone top 25, <laughs> but if I, I could have kept going. Right. Because exactly. I'm sure 25 through 21 had a bunch of people. Right. Um, I, I'll go, I guess, Brian May. <sighs> okay. Um. We're at five and 10, by the way. <laughs> I, I didn't ask. You're welcome. <laughs> um, all right. I need a late rally here. Uh, Lou Reed. Oh, fuck. Eddie Van Halen. Jesus Christ. Okay. Number four. Okay. My God. Um, Dave Mustaine. I didn't think so. How many obvious ones are left? Uh, I would say between two and four, mm. which means this is a tough list. I mean, cause you have six already. 
So it was going to be tough to get all 10. Mm. So you want some hints? Yeah. Okay. How about, yeah. how about uh, so you got Jimmy Page pretty quickly. Think about contemporaries. Um, or right around or right after him. Always gets mentioned in the top whatever. I don't even know what the fucking Doors guitarist. Did they, did they even have one? They just have a keyboard player. They had a get keyboard. Yeah, they yeah. did. Okay. I mean. He's not on the list. Um, um, someone who's known for their weird solos. Buckethead? Or what? innovative solos, let's say, then. Fairly modern. So modern, in fact, they got uh, the group that he's in, they got uh, put in the Rock, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame like yesterday. And he was the only one attended. That's embarrassing to give you that many hints. <laughs> because the band itself is so like political that they would have oh, a problem with. Tom Morello? Okay. Tom Morello's 18. <sighs> Man, this is painful. <laughs> what am I at? Seven? You're at seven. Jesus. Think um, about uh, okay, think about the blues. Um should be able to get one to Buddy one. Guy. That's a good guess. He's I got you gotta believe he's in the top thirty. BB King. There you go. BB King's number eight. Uh, Alex Lifeson. Uh, think about someone who performed at Woodstock. The original one. Mm-hmm. Already got Hendrix. Mm-hmm. There's another famous guitar player. Oh, Santana. There you go. All right, number eleven. Oh my God. All right. <laughs> That's nine. You have one more to go. <laughs> Jesus, it's the worst idea I've ever had. <laughs> uh, there is. One metal guitarist in the top 20. I don't know that I would have put him like I would. It wouldn't occur to me, but it makes a certain amount of sense. 70s metal. Oh, um, Tony Iommi. There you go. That's oh, 10. Jesus. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> yeah. How, how many wrong did I get? Um, you got uh, 14 wrong. <laughs> All right. It's not called it's 10, not before, called 14, 10 before 14, folks. <laughs> All right. So what were the other ones? All right. So Chuck Berry is number two. That bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Beck, as I thought you would. Yeah. Name. He's I always should. on those, yeah. these lists. Yeah. That was number five. I mean, I don't know how you didn't get Sister Rosetta Tharp at number six. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Niall Rogers at number seven. Okay. Uh, yeah. Dwayne Allman at number 10. Mm-hmm. All yeah, right. I could see that. Um, Jimmy Nolan at number 12. I don't know what the fuck Jimmy Nolan is. Robert Johnson at 16. That's one that was on the tip of my tongue, yeah. but I couldn't put the name together. Mother Maybell Carter at 17. Of course. Come on. Of course. She shreds. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even play like a real guitar. She plays like a dulcimer or some shit. Um, and Freddie King at 19. Another blues guitarist. That's a... It's a... Oh, it's a shit a horrible list. list. There's, uh, you know, our boy Beato's already gone off on it. Everybody... Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet because I wanted to do this Yeah, first. yeah. Um, yeah, it's a pretty shit list, and I didn't like. I said I don't. I don't. I don't. There's not a printed version yet, so I like to find out if the people that you listed are on. So like Andy Summers from the Police, two fifty. Um, oh, there you go, Robbie Krieger. He was in. Yeah, Robbie Krieger from the Doors, two forty eight. So just a bit, just a little bit off. Though that wasn't an official guess because I, I feel like maybe Hetfield and Hammett were somewhere in the top fifty. They were pretty high up there. Okay, so if we go to. Um, I can get rid of this ad. But even that, I mean, that's so fucking flawed to put two guys to, like, how do you oh, even... Oh, it's stupid. You know what I mean? Because the guys from Judas Priest were, I think, were another one of those. Um, all right. Uh, so I did 20? Yeah. Not 25. All right, 21, Randy Rhodes. Okay. 22, Albert King, another blues guitarist. 23, Hetfield and Hammett. Okay. So they made a tough 25. But, like, 
they don't even overlap. It's not like they're two rhythm guitars. Yeah, it's weird. It's like they do virtually, like Kirk Hammett, after the album is done, walks in and puts solos down. So how do you lump them together? Yeah, I don't get it. Okay. James Burton, 24. I don't know who that is. 25, John Frusciante. Bullshit. I know that that is, we've spoken about that. St. Vincent, 26. Okay. She's great. Top 20, top 30 is nuts. Okay, so you're telling me that she's a better guitarist than Steve I. No. Right. That's what I'm saying. No. It's like, like the Satri, like Satriani taught Kirk Hammett how to play. Yeah. Right. And and I'm sure he has a bigger family. Like, that's the thing. It's like, there's these guys that like right. the influence of. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, they have buddy. So St. Vincent 26, buddy guy 27. I right. mean, right. Give me a break. Um, David Gilmore, 28. That's uh, way too low. Yeah. Eddie Hazel, whoever that is, 29. Sorry, Eddie Hazel, if you're listening. Is he uh, Funkadelic? He might be Funkadelic. Uh, yeah, you're right. Okay, so the, the maggot brain well alone is... Yeah, there you yeah. go. All right. Neil Young, 30. George Harrison, 31. Yeah. Jack White, 32. Brian May, 33. Mm. So not Jerry Garcia, 34. Eric Clapton, 35. See, I'd like to see, compared to the last time they did this list, someone named Elizabeth Cotton, 36. Pete Townsend, 37. I'm actually surprised you didn't guess him. Me too, actually. Angus and Mal- Angus and Malcolm Young at 38. Right. Okay, so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Typical Rolling Stone. <laughs> so I think that was a unqualified success of a new segment. Oh, I mean, we just we crushed it. <laughs> I mean, if we were looking to prove our chops, our, right. our knowledge. Right. I mean, we nailed I mean, it. Yes, that was, uh, well, there's nowhere to go but up from here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. I think we should stick with the 20. You got to pick 10 out of 20. I think that's a good. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Okay. All right. Well, um, you know, on that awkward note. (laughs) We're going to tuck our tails between our legs. We're going to go back and and severely (laughs) contemplate re-editing the episode to take that out. No, um, we'll leave it in for you, the listeners. That's right. We're, we're human, right? That's right. You know, because, you know, I know what you're thinking. You're driving around like, oh, those extended play guys, like they have everything, you yeah. know, <laughs> they got all the chicks, they got right. all the money, right. you know, and all this music knowledge. Yeah. Not a care in the world, but no, you know, sometimes we have bad days too. We're real. Yeah. We're real. People. We're real. You can relate to us. It's okay. <laughs> Hold my hand. Touch me. <laughs> okay. That got weird for all fast. Yeah, it did. Anyway. All right. You have a wonderful week, folks, and yeah. uh, we'll be back next week with with more potty goodness. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, see ya. Thirty-five. See, I'd like to see compared to the last time they did this list. Someone named Elizabeth Cotton, thirty-six. Pete Townsend, thirty-seven. I'm actually surprised you didn't guess him. Me too, actually. Angus and Mal- Angus and Malcolm Young at thirty-eight. Right. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, typical Rolling Stone. <laughs> so I think that was a unqualified success of a new segment. Oh, I mean, we just we crushed it. I mean, if we were looking to prove our chops, our right. our knowledge, right? I mean, we nailed I mean, it. Yes, that was. Uh, well, there's nowhere to go but up from here. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah, I think we should stick with the twenty. You got to pick ten out of twenty. I think that's a good. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, you know, on that awkward note, <laughs> we're going to tuck our tails between our yeah, legs. <laughs> we're going to go back and and, and severely <laughs> contemplate re-editing the episode to take that <laughs> that's out. Right.
No, uh, we'll leave it in for you, the listeners. That's right. We're, we're human, right? That's right. You know, because you know, I know what you're thinking. You're driving around like, oh, those extended play guys, like they have everything, you yeah. know, <laughs> they got all the chicks, they got right. all the money, right. you know, and all this music knowledge. Yeah. Not a care in the world, but no, you know, sometimes we have bad days too. We're real. Yeah. We're real. People. We're real. You can relate to us. It's, it's okay. Hold my hand. <laughs> Touch me. <laughs> okay. That got weird for all fast. Yeah, it did. Anyway. All right. You have a wonderful week, folks. And yeah. uh, we'll be back next week with, with more potty goodness. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. See ya. Let's ask him.